everybody. Welcome to The Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names and their Boston accents. I'm Mandy Fabian. That's more Minnesota. Yeah. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we debate and argue over podcasts and books and music and accents. So grab a couch (laughs) and let's get to it. Cut this shit. In the intro, yeah, we, you and I do it differently because you say the we ha- the only thing we have in common is our first names, uh-huh. and I say name because it's one name. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I I identify us as a they them. Okay, <laughs> I'm. Oh wait, just that's actually saying, the opposite. <laughs> I I think I'm grammatically correct on this. So if anyone has an opinion, oh. please reach out on Discord, mancave.com slash Discord, and let me know who is right grammatically, because I believe like it is me. It feels like it's names, though, because we are two separate human beings. With, with one with, name. No, no, no. You have a name, and I have a name, because there's there's last names, too. You know what I mean? With like, nothing I in see common the... except our first name. Well, except a name. You could Except- just say I'm right. It's okay. You could just say I don't know. It. I have to, we're going to have to take a, we're going to have to take a survey on that. If I just said you were right, we wouldn't have a podcast. It's true. I know. Okay. So speaking I- of being wrong, I have a disclaimer right at the top. Great. So we reviewed Seth Rogen's yearbook. Yeah. We both laughed a lot. We enjoyed yeah. it. I made a, a terrible false accusation against Seth Rogen. And I need to rectify that. I accused him of having children. (laughs) And he does not. Oh, interesting. Okay. And a friend and fan of the show, Megan, said, he doesn't have kids, but you said, how can he still do drugs now that he has kids? And Ah. And I had to look it up. And in fact, he does not have kids. I apologize, Seth Rogen, for accusing you of having children, of doing something so disgusting. Of having kids. <laughs> that was the worst part of the accusation, not the drugs part. Right. It no, was I know. the fact that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, that actually seems much more on brand. Mm-hmm. Like, he is definitely one of those guys that I'm like, really? Is he? That's something that he's interested in? And all the work he does, who has time to raise kids when he, when you're doing, when you're Seth Rogen? Right. Well, yeah. and he, he seems like a man child and you don't want man children yeah. raising real children. So you there don't you go. want it. You don't want <laughs> it. But yet it does happen. <laughs> of course it does. I don't remember. Are you uh, uh, I've been, you know, since I've been on the road because I'm I'm in uh, Washington, D.C. right now and I'm headed to Tampa. Oh, and I sorry. just came from Philadelphia. Yeah, I know. I got to go to Tampa, Florida, which, um, you know, I think is that another film festival. It is. Yeah, wow. it's a. It's a gay and lesbian film festival in Tampa, nice. and they are all about queer joy, and I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm so surprised that's happening in a state that where you can't say gay, but okay. Um, well, this is this is the interesting thing. It's like there's this real disconnect, right? Like, you know, we're all like, oh my god, Florida, they they do all this terrible stuff that we hear about, but then you go to Florida and you're like, oh, these are pretty nice people, and we've got you know. <laughs> Same thing in Texas, you know what I mean? Like, Aunt Myrna's laws. nice, and that's it. And 
The rest of Florida sucks. No, yeah, uh, of course there are wonderful people there. And of course there's a gay community there. And, and I'm glad there's gay a gay community. festival. Yes. Yeah. There's like three different opera houses in, in Tampa. Of course wow. there's a thriving gay community. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but I will, I'll report back and let you know, let you know how it is. Please do. Because I'm, I'm going to be real sweaty down there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and how's that's, D.C.? Good. Yeah. I've only been so here for a minute. Yeah. Four festivals on one trip? Yes. No, three. Wow. Three. But, okay. um, yeah, but we, we, we had a festival in New York and we won Best Narrative Feature. So how do you like that? <gasps> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That oh, was that's really so fun. exciting. It was also, if I'm being totally honest, it was very naughty of me because um, it was, wasn't naughty. I looked trying to be naughty. I was like, oh, they have awards. When they said, how did people get awards? It was like, well, you have to go online. You have to be in a virtual festival. And then you have to watch like seven movies. Mm-hmm. And you have to, or a certain number of movies. I don't even know what the number was. But you had to watch a bunch of films. And then you features? voted. Uh, there were features. There were shorts. There were, uh-huh. but yes, to vote in a certain category, you had to watch a certain number. Makes of- sense. Right. Yeah, right. So you can't just go on and like vote for your friends. Yeah. And so, of course, I was like, oh, well, I I, I can't. <laughs> I can't just tell people to go on and vote for me. And I'm not going to, you know, like I can tell right. people. I mean, I offered people to watch, but like I was like, oh, well, I guess I won't get it because I can't get it's my friends, friends to go vote right, for me. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But so I think this is legitimate. Like people who don't actually uh, know me, voted for my movie. That was very exciting. That's fantastic. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, now, on the flip side of that, yeah. when I was on community auditions when I was 12 years old, the local talent show on TV, uh-huh. yes. hosted by Dave Maynard. Uh, oh, I, a talent show on TV in, in Framingham? In Massachusetts. Ooh. And uh, you had to audition to get on, and then you got on, and they would do like five acts. Yeah. and Everyone would call in their votes for the winner and that winner would move on to the next week and everybody else was dumped. And I was on with a tap dance group of like, I don't know, let's say 16 little toe tappers ages. Oh, that's adorable. To 15. Uh Uh-huh. How am I going to beat that with my family and friends calling in? They had 15 of them. Oh, you weren't part of the tappers. What was your talent? No. What did you do? Were you singing? I sang nothing from a chorus line. Like <gasps> a real pretentious idiot. I love and you I, so my much. My mom and I were just talking about it. I looked 35. I had <laughs> heavy makeup, big bangs, skin-tight sweater dress. I, we all know I was already like a large C-cup when I was 12. So I looked abundant. ridiculous. And but I sang the the shit out of nothing from a chorus line. <laughs> and afterwards I was like, well, there's no way I can win. They have there's so many of them. Those right. little tip tap toe tappers or whatever their name was. I couldn't God, win. Little shits. It I was did, rigged. It was rigged. I don't know. You you'd have my vote. I love that you're how old were you? Like twelve. <laughs> I would love to go back in time. This is when I wish I had a time machine. Love to go back in time and watch 12-year-old Mandy singing nothing. I'm feeling nothing because mm-hmm. you know you're 12. Like who feels anything when you're 12? I remember oh, I, I had think lived. I was 
<laughs> I remember being 14 and having an act. I think it was around 14, maybe, maybe a tiny bit older, but having an acting coach, like doing a scene from a, like a Sam Shepard play. Sure. And I think it, it was all about like, you know, honestly smelling pussy on his fingers or something. It was that play, you know, that oh. one. I'm like, I'm a kid. And I'm like, I don't think I really understand this. Like I'm a virgin. <laughs> right. I don't understand jealousy. And uh, this is all real. Yeah, this is real out there. I don't think I have the chops. Yep. So I'm proud of you that you had it when you were 12. Oh, I had it. Whew. Dave Maynard thought so. But the greater <laughs> Boston area did not believe so. They they wanted to watch those little tap dancing brats. Yeah. Move on. I'd like to know which one of those little little shits has a regular variety show that they produce and perform in, huh? Right. How many of them are or making a, a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many of th- well actually probably a lot of them are podcasting. It feels like everybody has podcasts, <laughs> but <laughs> Well, speaking but, of podcasts, speaking of podcasts, yes. Hey, uh, we listened to, or rather, I forced you to listen to. We changed it midstream. Yes, we did. Yeah, and I got to tell you, it's interesting. So we, ch- I was, we were going to listen to Modern Life. Modern Love, and I listened to this episode, and it was like boohoo, sadness, the death, and suicide, and. I just, I wasn't feeling it. So I was like, oh my God, does everybody want to talk about death? Let's switch it up. And then there was this uh, new podcast that uh, is from this guy from This American Life who I positively love. Um, Oh my God. Do you know what's so weird about the heavyweight is what it's called? It's Jonathan Goldstein and it's not a new podcast. It's an old podcast. This Uh, is episode 51. Right. Sorry. Sorry. That's it okay. was new to me uh-huh. and it was new in terms of he used to be a regular on This American Life and then he got his own podcast. So I uh-huh. hadn't, you know, I hadn't heard it. So it was uh-huh. like new to me. Okay. Um, but I always loved him on This American Life. He was one of my favorites because he has such a wickedly dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And it's an episode called The Elliots. And he, what he does is he solves people's problems. The whole premise of his show is people come to him with an issue or a dilemma and say, hey, Jonathan, can you fix this? Mm-hmm. And he does these deep dives into people's lives and kind of helps them solve problems. So I only listened to the one episode, the Elliots, but the Elliots are an Irish family who have had a curse put on them. Uh, that These brothers who say that they have a curse and they're all suffering from these really... Um, you know, things that the curse said would be fallen on the heads of the Elliots for years. Back in the 1500s is when the curse was right. hexed. And this is an ancient curse. It's an ancient curse. And it just opened up a world of really funny things. And I thought it was really interesting. And the reason that I thought it, I was passionate about us talking about it is because this is an Irish Catholic family dealing with a curse and they needed a Jewish person to break <laughs> the curse for them. So in a way... I think this whole episode is you're going to be breaking some hexes for me from my family, in addition to other things. Right. Well, this is so I like him, too. And I have listened to a few of his heavyweight episodes. Oh, good. And they vary in tone from sincere. Like, I can't I'm going to mess up the details, but people will say, I know I bullied someone in my childhood and I know it affected them deeply and I would like to go make it up to them and apologize in a meaningful way and he'll get all the players involved together and and make that happen. So some of these things are more meaningful and, you know, real heart 
felt stuff. This yeah. was much more tongue in cheek because yeah. he doesn't really believe in the curse. Um, the accents were delightful, but we're not going to do them. But everybody had an Irish accent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, but so they they read the curse, this ancient curse from 1516 or something, and they oh. read it and it was brilliant. It sounded like, I don't know if you'll get the reference of a Sophia Petrillo on the Golden Girls. She was always talking about, there's a curse on my family that the firstborn should suffer from toe fungus. And like, you know, that's how detailed this curse was. It went oh. on and on and on. <laughs> and it was about You'll suffer physically from your head to the soles of your feet. You won't be able to grow cabbage. Uh, you, it was so funny. And then Jonathan Goldstein said, um, this curse sounds like it was written. It was a children's book written by a serial killer. And it was so he nailed it yeah. with that. I curse he you nailed. in your house. I curse you with the mouse. I curse right. you up the stairs. I curse you everywhere. It was yeah. totally, yeah. It, it went it on was, for a good solid three and a half minutes of, of just him reading the curse. But he very smartly muted and talked yes. over it and then brought it back. So we didn't have to hear the whole curse, but it was mm -hmm. detailed about this is what will happen to your fingertips. This is what will happen to your knuckles. This is what, I mean, it 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 was <laughs> in depth. So good. Yeah. I'm so glad you enjoyed that. Yeah, and the the boys, these three brothers, find out about it at a family wedding because they're all experiencing troubles, right? This one brother is trying to get funding for his PhD thing, but that's never going to happen because they've just had bad luck. One brother got robbed three times in three days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and another brother had been robbed five times. Mm -hmm. Uh and they were just like, they just, and and then one guy really couldn't grow cabbage. And that's all he wanted. I know. It was so funny. <laughs> he had this thriving garden, but could not grow cabbage. Cabbage was the one thing he couldn't grow. And by the way, I love that he was, when Jonathan then asks him like, well, what part of the curse, like, what are you trying to lift? What, how would your life benefit? And he's like, well, I know it sounds really silly, but I really love cabbage. <laughs> I love it. I have all these ideas and I. He makes cabbage wine. He makes cabbage wine. Yeah. So yeah. it was, he's like, it's the cabbage thing has really been a bummer for me and my family. I need a, I need to be able to grow cabbage. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, have you ever felt cursed? Like, do you think you're cursed in any way? That's a very good question. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are certain things that are like maybe familial uh, curses, mm -hmm. like, the fact that every time that one of us lies in our family, we our voice goes way up like this. <laughs> and um, that feels like somebody must have put a hex on us a long time ago. My voice um, used to do that when I would wait tables and the ruder or more awful the patrons were, the higher my voice would get. And I'd be like, <laughs> well, yeah, let me just check with the kitchen on that. Oh, I'm sure we can make it work. Yep. I'll just see if the, if the chef will substitute that for you. Like, I couldn't, you know, because it was me being like, don't lash out. Don't, don't spit in their food. Yeah. Uh, did you ever but spit I can, in anyone's food? I can lie like this. I mean, I can lie with, with a nice, deep tone. No, I don't really lie. But Wait, no, I never spit in anyone's food. I never did anything like that. Um, no, I And it was only a few either. times, but I would notice it. I would just notice coming back over and being like, how's everything going over here? You guys good? <laughs> You guys got, you know, because it was okay. Like, come on back just, anytime. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> That's funny. How about you? Do you feel like there's a curse? It, completely and totally. And you've experienced it. Oh. You have witnessed it. And many times you've witnessed it. But I am generally cursed. It's called the Kaplan curse. Casey will tell you all about it. Wait, did it start with you or is it a family thing? Um, I, I feel like my dad instilled in me that we okay. just have shitty luck all the time, right? <laughs> They'll say like free parking in the parking lot and I'll pull in. And as I'm pulling in, the gate comes down. And they're like, the parking lot's full. Sorry, no more free parking. <laughs> uh, you know, this is my constant state of things just go wrong for me. Thankfully, and I'm being genuine nothing major. I'm healthy. I have a beautiful life. But if some little thing can go wrong, (laughs) you'll say, oh, I called the number. I got through. I I got the tickets. Why? And I'm like, I've been on hold for seven hours. And then I got through and then the call disconnected. And, you know, I have. And the worst, worst, worst is at Six Flags. We've talked about Six Flags before. Casey and I will wait and we'll get to the front of the line when they're like, we're closing this ride. Sorry. Or we'll, you know, we'll be driving there like the only thing we care about is making sure we get to this ride. And they're like, no, that ride's closed for the day. Like, And he's like, mom, the Kaplan curse. It's just so real. It happens daily everywhere I go. Wow, that's really interesting. Are you going to put it up on a website? Like, is there a Kaplan (laughs) clan that they do this in the podcast that they have written the the Elliot curse up on a website? I know. No, it is. It feels like it's just me at this point. So Casey believes in it so much that he's like, well, I'll go with dad in that line because they're not going to be out of whatever we want in that line if I'm not with you. You know, and I'm like, all right. Oh, my God. That is so interesting. I now see I experienced that, but I don't blame it. I don't think it's a permanent curse, but there I do believe in like uh, what's the thing? Mercury and retrograde. Mm, mm-hmm. There are times I feel like I go through these times when it's like, oh, my God, every ticket purchase I make, like I am have to shift the ticket things and you can't, there's a loop on the website and the thing, mm-hmm. right? Or are you mm-hmm. like just trying to call somebody back and, you know, every, y- you play phone tag for three days because it's just, it's all, they call you right as you're stepping onto the subway or right as, you know. You call other people back? <laughs> you don't call me. Yeah, I do call you. Well, I've been traveling. I've been such a world whirlwind. Mm. Mm-hmm. A, a mystery, as it were. Uh, but yeah, I, I I I do. I have a tendency to sort of uh, lose track, though, when I'm when I'm alone. It, mm-hmm. it gets really. I I need I need other people. I need some structure. Yes, we all do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think there's been. I we've have. Do you have superstitions in your family though, like that you share as a family? We we believe in like the kiss of death. This all comes from my dad. Like you can't say, oh, of course we're going to win the game. You've witnessed that as well, right? I will I have, yeah. punch you in the face if you say that. Like yeah, you have you, many times been like, what? You guys are up by 10 points. You're going to win. And that, <laughs> it makes me crazy. I know it makes you crazy also because I think it's happened once, if I remember correctly. I, 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 you were, and it's more than that. The one I don't, I don't watch a lot of football with you because I suddenly finally was like, I'm not super into football. (laughs) I kind of want to not go to a football watching party because it's just not, it doesn't really interest me. And also, by the way, all of the superstitions and stuff really make me uncomfortable. (laughs) 
<laughs> it does. It, no, it does because you guys really do take it so seriously. Like you, I don't know if you like wear the same jersey or you have your pregame ritual or people can't say certain things or they're going to put a hex on the game or whatever. And I actually, I think it's really fun. I mm-hmm. love that you have that. I love it when people have their own, whenever anybody has a routine or a little system that they do, I think mm-hmm. it's so cool because, you know, as I just stated, I'm like, we, every day is different. So right. I love it when people have that, but it makes me really nervous because I, and maybe this is my curse, I'm going to say the exact wrong thing. <laughs> That's my talent. That is a curse that I actually do have. I swear to God, I will always say the exact wrong thing. Sometimes it's coming out of my mouth. It's not even my brain doing it. And I, as I'm saying it, I'm going, this is the exact wrong thing to say. And I can't think of a specific example right now, but also why would I embarrass myself? I'm sure people who listen to our podcast can think of examples. Oh, of course they can. I say it all the time. It just comes right out. Not even when I'm trying to be funny. Like sometimes I'm just trying to make normal conversation. And I say the one thing like always, I'm always the one who's like, oh, you guys have kids? To the person who is just recently, once again, dealing with the fact that their last IVF didn't work and they've right. been desperate for kids and it's their marriage is on the rocks because they can't, you know, right. like I will make lighthearted conversation that will absolutely point to someone's recent shame, heartbreak, tragedy. And I thank you for it because it keeps wound. me entertained. <laughs> <laughs> me and my love of schadenfreude. God damn um, it. I know. Well, uh, Back to this podcast. I mean, yes. uh, there isn't a ton to say except one woman is like, don't talk about it. Don't give it any air because that makes it worse and it just worries people. Yeah. Right. She's like the matriarch of the family. Or So, yeah, her name is Margaret Elliott. She uh-huh. is the I think she actually I think they actually call her the clan chief. Right. Isn't okay. She the Something like that. Something like that. There's an actual title. And there are Elliots all over the world. And they also have their clan, local clan chiefs or people who, I guess, take care of the family business in that area all over the Mm -hmm. world, all over the United States. And in the beginning, when he calls her, she's like, oh, my God, what fun. I don't really give much business to these things. But if you want me to, he's like, can you call an archbishop bishop, and get the curse lifted? And she's like, why not? And she's delighted and amused. And she goes, I don't give it much weight. But well, then he starts calling people all over the country and all over the world. And then when he tries to get in touch with her again, she is chilly. <laughs> Not having it at all. No. And it's one of my favorite moments in the podcast because he, she is so shutting him down because now he's rifling everybody up. Now all the Elliots are like, no, I have the best luck in the world. But what curse? What curse are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody's coming at her and it's, I guess it's making people pretty unhappy. So she shuts, she shuts him down. Right. And he plays a montage of the Margaret that he knew at the beginning of the podcast or right. the beginning of this, which is so funny. It's her being delighted and, you know, yeah, thinking all this is so silly. The thing is, it is all so silly. Yeah. And, he, and he he's creating something out of nothing the way they did in Who Shot at the Floor at My Wedding. Yes. Like creating yes. a an investigation where there's nothing. But he takes it quite far. He calls the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> and he speaks to the Pope's office. And 
Yeah. He's trying to get an exorcism to get the curse lifted. And all of it feels so performative to me. It does, there's nothing genuine there. And I guess had I never heard his more genuine episodes oh. where he's like, I found the person you bullied and they do want to talk to you. And, and though, and he's still funny, but he he's really affected important change for some people and helped them mm-hmm. heal from something wow. that this felt eye rolly to me. You know, uh-huh. I'm like, what, really? You're calling the Pope? You're calling the offices of exorcism? It just he was it was too jokey. And it yeah. it went on for like a year. And then I realized, well, he must be working on at least five or six of these at the same time. So he's like, today, I'll make another call to the Pope's office and we'll record it. What the hell? It just felt so low stakes. Yeah. And and maybe that would have been more amusing had I not heard the more meaningful episodes, which I just said. So that's interesting. Okay. I kind of was shying away from meaningful things because my God, <laughs> it, they they get sad really quick. I know. You know? I know. And we we're living in a heavy world and heavy times. Yeah. So yeah. Um but but no, I'm excited to actually hear those because I, I agree with you. It's like I listened to it again to sort of remember some of the details of mm-hmm. it. And it's, yeah, frolicky kind of white noise as you're li- like, there's there's moments that make you laugh. Like when he, they say, it's not like you can just call up the Pope. And mm-hmm. then sure shit, his next phone call is like, hello, Vatican. <laughs> you're like, oh, right. apparently though <laughs> you can call the Pope. So it was right. like little jokes like that, but you're right. It, it's all just him marveling at this curse. There is a funny twist at the end, which is that the curse gets taken off of the website. And that just so happens to coincide with the brothers' luck changing. And they all Mm -hmm. have girlfriends and the guy's cabbage. Cabbage. (laughs) And the guy got his funding for his PhD. And they're all like, well, you know, that must have been what it was, you know. Right. It was yeah, it was too cutesy. And he, but he phrased it uh somebody who is part of the curse he he called them violently bald which i thought was hilarious that you know they couldn't grow hair they were violently bald and he has a moraka quality are you a moraka fan uh like like the country or the- mo Raka. <laughs> I don't know i don't know moraka oh okay he's he's a very smart, funny journalist. He used to do The Daily Show. He did a fantastic kid show on CBS about technology and innovation and inventors. And we used to watch it religiously. He's a he's a very frequent. Wait, wait, don't tell me host. And he's just very funny and self-deprecating and smart. And that's who Jonathan Goldstein reminds me of a lot. And in that way, he's completely winning. If you told me Jonathan Goldstein is doing I would listen to This American Life if it's him. You know, I'm a fan of his, his tone, his wording. I just, I I don't think I was a fan of this topic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that, that does make sense. Uh, Because he's, he handles everything. He's interesting to listen to, but you're right. Because he has this capacity to be able to go deeper and and tell meaningful stories really kind of evenly. Like he's, there's something, I've heard him talk about really difficult stuff from his life on This American Life. Mm-hmm. So I, I can, the fact that he can do that so well, probably it's, I get mm-hmm. it, that that would be more fulfilling. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so do you want to give it a, give it some man jobs? Well, I would give heavyweight the podcast for, yeah. for star, man jobs, but I would say this episode is skippable. I, I, 
I mean, yeah. unless you're just, you know, real lighthearted, a couple yep. of good chuckles. But this episode didn't do it for me. But heavyweight in general, I like. Had you listened to it before or was this an all new yeah. thing for you? Oh, no, no, no. I, I you were familiar with the podcast. Yeah. A few years ago. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Right, but again, there are just pick and choose what topics interest you with this one. And I think you'll be happy. Yeah. To yeah. follow some of these stories. And if you want to hear some delightful accents, I mean, you could either hear them on this podcast, obviously, or you could go listen to that episode. Obviously. Yeah. Is that Irish? Am I doing it? Right? <laughs> you are. Oh, good. you You are. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. If you like Pina Morocco. That's what went through my head, by the way. <laughs> When you said that name. Oh, God, I'm um, sure right, he well, hears that all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's tell the people. Uh, Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, music by Ian Post and engineering by the fabulous Pete Wright. And uh, guys, if you uh, want to leave us a review, we would really love it. You just go right there to Apple Podcasts. Talk to us. You can make suggestions. Hey, pretty soon... Mm-hmm. We're going to get to talk about our movie Guilty Pleasure that we had um, a reviewer ask us because, uh, hey, the Writers Guild strike is over. SAG is still on strike, but the Writers strike is over. So we'll be able to talk about that pretty soon. And, uh, oh, and uh, yeah, leave us five stars and a review. And if you want to talk to us in other ways, you can also go to mancave.com slash discord and join us in our chat. And we will post, we post funny things there. I left the Barry Manilow medley song there oh, for your entertainment. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I, I did pictures of my downstairs bathroom. So good. Um, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and if you want more of us, join us as a fandy. Mancave.com slash fandy gets you just more content. We do a pre-show and we, that's how we keep the lights on. I always hear people say that, right? If you want us to help us keep the lights on. That's how we do this. We are supported by our fandies. So please, please, five bucks. Join Mm -hmm. us. We, We need and appreciate your support. And lastly, you can get incredible merch at mancave.com slash merch. Funny, topical, uh, attractive tees and sweatshirts and mugs and they're going to make great holiday gifts and make jail great again is is our bestseller right now it's doing really well so please please join in supporting us in all of those ways and you know if you are looking for a holiday gift being able to say you're giving somebody a funny topical attractive mug there are not a lot of those do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's a it's a real it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, well, cool. I have I have a fun game for you, but you know what I have? I have like Chlamydia. a few. Yes. Oh my God. How did you know? Yeah. Did, no, I didn't smell it. Philadelphia text you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> All joking aside, there oh, is a God. pair. Oh, no, no, I'm no, scared. it's not chlamydia, but okay. there, uh, there is a pair of pants here that I forgot to launder that I currently have on. And the minute that I... I sat down. I was like, "Oh, I think I, I think I cleaned the apartment in these pants, and it, and I think my hard work is coming back to me now. It's it's mm. a real stencher over here. Mm. But anyway, okay. soup in my pants. All right, uh, I have a couple games for you, so you actually get to choose. This okay. this topic excited me a lot. 
because I love curses and superstitions and you know, I believe in the secret and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I was very excited to pick a game, but I want you to pick what, which game you want to play. So, okay. You, you can either learn what curse do you have? Yeah. Okay. It, but you kind of know that. So maybe that wouldn't be a good one for you. You already know don't, you have the Kaplan curse. Try and but all right. Push me one way or the other. All right. I, th- I think it's a, okay. All right. Um, you can also, uh, test your knowledge on Friday the 13th and other strange superstitions, which is a really fun, like there's all these superstitions out there that you can see if you know them, which okay. is fun. Or I have some materials with me because there's another place that I did a little research where you can actually cast a curse on someone, or if you would like to lift a curse, I could help you do that. But I have the materials. There are ancient techniques that tried and true on this amazing website called Higgy Pop. And this is legit. These are witches that run this thing. So we could either cast a curse on someone. I have I have the uh, bowl and I have all of the ingredients I brought and all the things I brought that you to make a curse happen. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. then all I have to do is seal it in a jar and put it in a cold place. And then you can unleash the curse whenever you want. Or uh, we could probably lift a curse. So those are your three options. Cast or lift a curse. Oh, well, I'm not going to cast a curse. There is okay. no one that, unless I could do it on Trump. Is that a thing? Yeah. Could we cast a Trump curse? You, Of course you could. Yeah. Okay, let's I mean, try that. You could curse anybody. Because then, right. then we Great. would have proof yeah. Right. In a few I mean, weeks, whether the curse worked. Well, that's right. It is. I think it's like a. Usually, they say within four months. And okay, you, you, that you did the out. right thing because you need to find someone who is deserving of the curse. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. That's important. Otherwise, apparently, the curse can come back to you, and it would like double down on that Kaplan nonsense. You know what I mean? Yes. Is it terrible if I want to curse a group of little female tap dancers from 1986? You know what? I think you have to know the the name. Okay. Okay, let's stick with Trump. We'll stick with Trump. You know what? I'm willing to sort of maybe in a parenthesis. I was going to say like the unindicted co-conspirators. Let's put, let's just. Yes, let's do that. Tip tap toers or whatever they were. Let's let's imply them in there, but let's make it about him. Okay, I'm writing the name. I'm writing the name. And also there's there's several different curses. There's a preemptive strike curse, which I'm not sure what that is. There's a financial ruin curse, a twisted mind curse, ill fortune, heartbreak, revenge. Getting uh, and- his ass kicked and becoming someone's boyfriend in prison curse is what okay. I want. I like that. Let's call it, because uh, he already has the indictment curse, so we'll call it a... Um, uh, 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 incarceration curse. There you go. Oh, I like it. Okay. And I'm writing that down too. Just because I'm fancy and I know how to spell incarceration. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. We've got that down. So the first thing that I need you to do mm-hmm. is I, you have to witness this. Is this in fact Mandy Kaplan, the person and the thing yes. that you... Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is very powerful. Okay? Yeah. I feel I'm, it. Just gonna now. I don't have any proper incense. Uh, I'm supposed to cleanse the area. Okay. I didn't, but you know, I'm traveling, so I don't. You have said my you normal, cleaned. I did clean. Yes. All right. Um, All right. I don't know my normal witchy things, but I do have some deodorant. So I'm just gonna okay unscrew the lid of my deodorant and that is all ASMR. 
Yeah, uh-huh. it's a roll on. Could you screw it I on like, and unscrew yeah. it again a couple times? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right that's is such that a good noise. Are you liking that? I love that you're into ASMR. This is not. Oh, that... You don't okay. feel it when you that mm-hmm. clicking. Oh my god! How about so the writing good. of his name on the paper? Did you get that? I I didn't because it okay. That's right. pretty good though. It's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, so the next thing we cleanse the space, and then there's the next thing that um. I'm supposed to put in, these are the ingredients. Now, I also didn't have the ingredients, but I think I have something very, very close, uh, very close to it. So there, where are those ingredients? There is, a, this is a leaf from mm-hmm. a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you're supposed to have something from nature. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to have a leaf. And then I also have, in the place that I'm staying, there is a haunted tree out back. Great, great. Well, I think, and uh, it drops these acorns. And when these acorns drop, it yeah. sounds like gunfire. Yes. So it's a really... I've nearly been hit by stuff like that on my walks. And I'm like, that would kill me if it fell on my head. Yeah. It's the craziest thing I've yeah. ever heard. Because you're, like, you're like, oh, acorns, cute, squirrels. No, these are every time I'm like, Jesus. So mm-hmm. this is the perfect bomb droppy, also part of it. Um, yep. This is actually one of the ingredients. We have some chili powder. See, there's okay. organic crushed red chili. I'm thinking, so as we're doing this, right, we want him to be, want someone to make it his bitch, right? So mm-hmm. this is, is an acorn a nut? Maybe he'll meet some nuts in prison or is it a, it's a seed? Well, let's hope well, it's like a, a big Italian guy because you're putting red chili in there. Okay, right? great. Let's yeah, plant the seed in the mind of the Italian guy that he's going to do some, you know, mm-hmm. teach Mr. Mr. He Who Shall Not Be Named, a lesson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also you're supposed to put poison in there. Now, I'm I'm staying with a really nice person, so I didn't find poison exactly, but here's some Pepsid AC. And I think some of the okay. ingredients here are similar to what sure. so I'm just going to go ahead and put that in there. Yeah. In there as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now. Make more great noises. Yep. Oh, God. This is perfect for your mm-hmm. ASMR thing. Okay. This shouldn't take long. This is already, we've put together this powerful concoction, but I do need you to speak three specific, uh, they can either be, let me see, they're either hurts, right, that he has inflicted on you that you want revenge for, right, Mm -hmm. or uh, specific things that you want, like, you know, I I want your hair to fall out. I want your like this is a curse on your the thing that they did in the podcast. Right. Yeah, the specific right. things that you want cursed. Um, I, I don't know how graphic I want to get, but I do want him. Mm-hmm. I want his butthole to be penetrated by many many <laughs> men in prison, but um, not in a pleasurable way because no. that's important to clarify. There's a G right. spot up there. I want it to be aggressive and okay. And okay. yes, mm-hmm. uh, All right, great. Like uh, a frat party, but no booze. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the inflict, I mean, he has inflicted so much hate into this country. Oh, yeah. And his, mm-hmm. and his policies <gasps> against brown people are so horrifying. And his, he's a bigot. And I want yep. him to I be surrounded that's... by those people that he has hurt. You're you're also tapping into something that's really important because I think being disliked, mm-hmm. like truly, there was not another person on the planet who ever liked him again. That would mm-hmm. be really good. I think that would hurt. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Is there one more? 
I could, you know, I could join in too. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. are creating this. Yeah. Yeah. This is a you and me hex. This is not a you hex. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, I want, uh, oh, I, I think that um, a woman should be president and undo all of the hateful things that he did when he was president. Like, wouldn't yes. that be great? Like, if if, yes. if if we just undid all of the work that he did and yeah. then he actually did, this might actually happen in real life. We may not need the curse, but I like the fact that he's being accused of commi- of committing a lot of fraud and might lose a lot of his assets. I'd like yes. for him to lose all of his assets. Yeah. So I curse and your building. And his disgusting kids too. They uh, have to lose yes. everything too. Yes, that your family may lose their assets that you no longer are capable of lying. I like that. Let's put a non-lying curse on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And may all those little bitches have their tap shoes burst into flip. Oh, no, we're we're doing... No, no. I'm sorry, we're doing you know Trump. What? I would bet money that their parents are now Trump voters. So this is good. This is on okay, yes. brand. Yes. Well, they were in Massachusetts. So let's say two out of three are still... There might be a, okay. okay. All, all right. right. Let's we'll lump them all in there and curse them all. Yes. 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 It's yes. done. I'm going to wrap this up in some saran wrap and I'm going to mm-hmm. put it in a cold place. And so three to four months. I mean, there you this go. is great. You're welcome, and, America. And by the way, maybe in a little bit, just because I'm feeling generous today, I could do a little work on the Kaplan curse. I want to ease this for you. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to get you some good parking spots. That's the most I can promise, but okay. I can guarantee you good parking. We're going to go see Chelsea Handler when she comes to right. Uh, L.A. Right, yeah. So you and I, sister, we are going to get you some good parking, Mojo. Uh, you okay. watch. It's going to happen. Right. Great. Oh, so, and I think I already know what I'm doing for next week, right? Yes. So they already premiered The Golden Bachelor, mm-hmm. the first episode where all the ladies get out of the limo. And I'm, I can't wait to talk about it. And so <laughs> you have to watch both episodes, please. Okay. Because there, right. there's one already on, and then the next one will be on Thursday. So when we record next week, we can well, discuss two gripping episodes of The Golden Bachelor. I'm going to be in Tampa with my Aunt Myrna. So Perfect. It. I cannot imagine a better podcast. No, she'll love it. Right. Than this one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, by the end of it, she'll probably have set up a date with him. Oh, no, he probably finds somebody. That's what the show's about, isn't it? We'll see. (laughs) They all find somebody and get agents. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. Love you. I love you. I'll see you next week. Bye. 